Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. We are very fortunate to have a special guest, Charles Krauthammer. Had to get approval from Crystal and Barnes to get this to happen, so it was a 50-50 proposition, Charles, to get you on. And did you get Trump's approval, too? <laughs> so let me ask you, when you were finishing writing Ted Cruz's speech yesterday for him, were you comfortable with the outcome? Someone once described the ni- early 1970s manifesto of the British Labour Party as so left-wing that it was the longest suicide note in British political history. Last night, we heard the long, the most public suicide note in American political history. Uh, it's hard to figure out Cruz's calculation. Um, I really had no objection to the speech. I just had objection to the venue. Been a perfectly good speech to give off campus. I can't support the guy. A lot of people can't support the guy. Some didn't show up, like the governor and the Bushes, perfectly reasonable. And he could have given, Cruz could have given that speech off campus, and that would have been a statement of principle. But when you accept the invitation of the guy you're about to take down, even by omission, uh, you've sort of crossed the boundary of, uh, I don't know, Maybe Trump would call it political correctness, or maybe you cross the boundary of simple elementary manners. You don't go to a guy's party and essentially denounce him. So I was surprised by it, and I don't—I can't quite put together the political calculation that would make it make sense for Cruz. Well, the calculation that I've heard speculated is if you look ahead and see a Trump collapse, that is, all the fundamentals under Trump— you know, go, you know, fall, and then by the time November hits, it really is a McGovern-like loss, then you have set yourself up, you know, to, to take advantage of that. Does, that. does that math make sense to you? Yes, it does. That's the only calculation that makes sense. I would say if you get a 1964 Goldwater uh, landslide, and there's nothing left of Trump, and then, in fact, people begin to take names, what side were you on? Then Cruz comes out as the resistance leader, right? Uh, maybe that's true. Although I still think the way he did it, place he did it, was somewhat rude to use a, you know, a word you don't hear a lot these days. Yes, I think that that might work. Anything less than that, if it's a, a contest like 2012, 2008, where we don't revile, uh, uh, we don't revile. Uh, McCain, we don't uh, revile Romney, uh, where he comes out, Republicans say they lose by a narrow margin or even a, sort of a normal margin. I think it's the more likely outcome is that many party regulars will say we were stabbed in the back. So he takes the blame. But I guess that's the calculation. Big landslide, big landslide, and you're the last man standing. I noticed you didn't make reference to uh, Ted Cruz standing by his principles and just doing what he thinks is right for the conservative cause. Have we not gotten to that part yet? No, we haven't. And there are two reasons to be skeptical. Ted Cruz was supremely accommodating and supremely uh, positive about this terrible man, Donald Trump, uh, for about six months. He insults John McCain, he insults Megyn Kelly, he calls Mexican rapists, he does a lot of stuff where every other candidate practically stands up and screams and it doesn't work 
for the other candidates. And where's Cruz? Hiding under, uh, hiding under the skirt of Donald Trump. Then six months later, when the field narrows and it's his time to make his move, you know, the analogy we all used at the time was NASCAR, that uh, uh, Cruz was drafting behind Trump. So he decides we're getting on the last lap, and then he pulls out, and he bumps him, and, you know, and then he gets really personal. Uh, so is it, you know, is this all principle? I'm not sure. And then in the little event he had Monday morning to the Texas delegation, he blew the lid off that one. And he basically said, I'm not in the habit of supporting a guy who insults my wife and my father. And then you say to yourself, oh... So this really is not about principle. It's being driven by either personal pride or it's a surely honorable thing to do to defend your wife. But then what happens to all the great constitutional principles, which was supposedly the reason you can't support them? So I think there's reason to be skeptical that there's a high degree of principle at play here. One last quick question for you. Bill Crystal wrote a piece of the Weekly Standard yesterday about how people were talking about this convention being a disaster, and he pointed in the past that you get a good vice presidential speech, you get a good presidential speech, that's all that matters, that's all people remember, and you, you, you get the standard bump. Did Cruz <laughs> make uh, uh, Bill's fine uh, piece of writing obsolete? Um, I don't know. I would have a different interpretation. I think Trump needed a great convention to sort of launch the second look at Donald Trump. Because right now, the case against Hillary's been made. He's got to make the case that he meets the minimal threshold to sit in the Oval Office. Reagan did that. There are other candidates. All you got to do is make the country comfortable with you. So that's what he needed to do. You get four days to do it. You own the television networks, basically because you control the programming. And then he gets the Melania thing. It's a little thing, but that's distracting. And then you get the Cruz event. Now, a great speech by Trump might undo this. We won't remember Cruz. But I sort of suspect the Cruz event, because of its dramatic, the, the sort of the dramatic element in it, will be remembered and will carry over. And it does, just look at what we're talking about today. This is the fourth day. We should be talking about the upcoming speech, but we're talking about last night's speech by the opposition candidate. So I think it does diminish it. Charles Crowhammer, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. We appreciate your time. Sure, my pleasure. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check in every day during the conventions for updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.